man. You're li- fuck. Okay. <laughs> you're fucking list watch listening watching. And you are here, you're, you're and so are we. <laughs> I so you're listening to the Super Sapphic Film Club, and today my brain is so fucking smooth. It go. It's beyond reason. Everything just slides. What? Like that? Oh my god. <laughs> But at least we're here together. We're starting 2024 <laughs> so fucking strong. It's so fucking good. This will be this will this will this will be our year. It'll this will be this, our year. I'm gonna fucking make it through this year if it kills me. <laughs> Holy mother of God! This train wreck is a podcast where every other week we watch a different sapphic film from the woman love woman slash non binary love woman canon that we made up. This Barbie is a train wreck. Sorry. <laughs> And if you want to see what's in our canon, you can check out our movie list. It's a little, it's an Airtable thing that I made in my free time because I'm a nerd. And there's a lot of films where you can sort by a bunch of different tagged stuff. God, I'm selling this. It's those. beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I am sold. You should go to it. I think I'll go there right now. <laughs> Thanks, Queen. <laughs> We also have a Patreon. If you want to support us there, we upload a monthly bonus episode. Our last episode was on Shadow and Bone, the Netflix adaptation, and it looks like January's bonus episode will be about Promising Young Woman. Great. Exciting. It'll be really fun to argue about because we left that movie with extremely different takeaways and opinions. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm I'm excited about that. Maybe that'll get me through having to watch that movie again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But today we are talking about Bound, the 1996 American movie. Yes. Finally, she's happened. She's here. <laughs> Claire has wanted to watch us the entire time we've had a podcast. It's true. It does seem like that. Maybe that was the case. I can't remember when I first wanted to watch it, but it was whenever the sound was trending on TikTok that was Violet saying, do I make you nervous, Corky? Oh. So it was ever since then. <laughs> and God, her Jennifer Tilly's voice. Chef's, chef's kiss. It absolutely is. She has such the breathiest, sexiest voice. It's the best. It's giving femme fatale. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I fucking, I really liked this movie. That's my takeaway. What did you think, Haley? Uh, again, my brain is so fucking smooth today. I'm just going to reiterate that. <laughs> this is the kind of movie that I watch and I'm like, I have no opinion of this. Really? Like, I I think it's just, like, I don't like like noir that much. Mm -hmm. And I tried. I've tried to like noir. I went through a whole old movie phase when I was in middle school, and, like, I just can't get noir to click for me. I get that. I I don't care about noir in general. I just liked this movie. (laughs) (laughs) And fair. It had really good stakes. It was, like, funny. It was well-paced. There was lots of good things. I was just like, well, I watched Mm -hmm. that, and I'm Never going to watch it again. It sure was watched. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, too, what I really liked about this movie was that it was gay. And we have to recognize that if this were a regular straight movie, it would be the most forgettable movie ever, possibly. Uh, I thought the, the, like, the scenes at the end were, like, fun enough and, like, tense enough and, you know, interesting enough or whatever. But I probably would never have watched this movie if it wasn't gay. (laughs) Yeah. Because I would have just found a better thriller. But also I liked this anyway, mostly because it's like a gay icon film. Right. Queer icon film, etc. Yeah. Actually, I have a plot. Should I read the plot? Yeah. Do you want to tell people what this movie's about? I would love to tell me what this movie's about. (laughs) I'm like, you guys, I know what I'm talking about. You don't need to worry about it. (laughs) Yeah. Just don't even worry about it. So this movie stars Jennifer Tilly and Gina Gershon. Jennifer Tilly is Violet and Gina Gershon is Corky. I'll get into the plot in a sec, I promise. But so people know and can picture in their heads, Jennifer Tilly was the bride of Chucky. And more importantly, the evil stepmother in the 2016 Cinderella movie. (laughs) 2016. We watched that. Remember, she had like a jeweled necklace that said slut. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) No, it said sexy. (laughs) Wait, who was Cinderella in 2016? God, if I fucking know, I literally only remember Jennifer <laughs> Wait, was that the one where she, like, pretended to be British and was the girl from Descendants? Couldn't tell you. 
Jennifer Tilly was also the cute Medusa monster in Monsters, Inc. who had the snakes for hair. You're kidding. <gasps> right? Oh no, I'm not. It's amazing. Whoa. And then Gina Gershon plays Jughead's mom in Riverdale. <laughs> Shut the fuck Which up. I don't remember Jughead even having a mom. So I, there was no recognition that sparked for me. But for all you Riverdale fans out there, I thought it might. Whoa. She's also in Showgirls. Literally the year before Eric. this movie came out. And she does like nice tits. <laughs> <laughs> and she looks crazy different in those two movies. Yeah. In Inbound and Showgirls. Like, for one thing, she looks like a decade older in Showgirls for some reason. I, was I think it's say. like something she did to her makeup and eyebrows. But, I mean, something they did to her. But yeah. anyway. Weird. She looks amazing in both of them. But, okay. The real plot. Corky, a butch-ish lesbian, is hired to do maintenance work on an empty apartment. On her first day, she runs into the femme fatale Violet on the elevator, and after some seriously meaningful eye contact, the two part ways, with Violet going to the apartment next door from the one Corky is working on. Violet uh, makes excuses to talk to Corky all the time, being extremely flirtatious, after Corky rescues Violet's earring from the sink drain, Violet initiates the two having sex on her couch right up until they're interrupted by Violet's boyfriend, Caesar, getting home. The two escape discovery and keep meeting up in secret. Violet learns that Corky was in prison for five years for the redistribution of wealth, a.k.a. stealing, and Corky learns that Caesar is a money launderer for the mafia. On one particular meetup, Violet and Corky get into an argument about whether or not Violet is actually gay. Very funny, because they so were literally good. having sex right before that. <laughs> so good. We love the 90s. Exactly. Corky implies she can't be interested in women if she sleeps with men. Whatever. Mm. And Violet confesses that she doesn't consider sex with men to be sex for her. She considers it work. Violet says that what she does to survive is not that different from what Corky did to get money, just that they each used their different skills. Corky resents this comparison, and they snip at each other angrily, and Corky leaves. Corky is not like other women. She's a misogynist. <laughs> <laughs> She's that thing where everyone kept calling people gold star lesbians. Oh That's Corky. <laughs> Sometime later, Corky overhears a man being tortured in Violet's apartment and turns to see Violet standing there in the apartment Corky's working on. Violet tells Corky that she knows the man they're torturing, Shelly, because he skimmed from the mob and asked Violet to run away with him. She declined, and the mob found out about his theft and are now torturing him for information on where the money is hidden. Violet confesses that she wants out of the mob but needs Corky's help to do it. The two hatch a complicated plan to steal the $2 million that Shelly tried to run away with. They manage to steal the money, which Corky hides in paint cans in the apartment next door to Violet's, but things fall apart when Caesar discovers the missing money. He believes another mob associate has stolen the money and is framing him for it, but instead of running away like Violet thought he would, he attempts to confront the supposed mob thieves and ends up shooting three higher-up mob members and then dragging Violet all over creation looking for the missing money. <laughs> After a few tense standoffs with the cops and other mob higher-ups, things come to a head when Violet threatens Caesar with a gun to stop him from killing Corky. Knowing how upset Violet gets at mob business, he taunts her about not being able to shoot the gun until she does, and he falls onto a giant puddle of white paint and bleeds out spectacularly. Whoa. <laughs> that was great. We jump to what must be days later when Violet is talking with the head of the mafia in Chicago. It becomes clear that they framed Caesar for taking the money and managed to hide his death so that the mob will be too busy looking for him to worry about them. With the mob's blessing, Violet parts ways with them forever, and she and Corky drive off into the sunset. Not actually the sunset, but you get it. They drive yeah. away and they live happily ever after the end. <laughs> <A> metaphorical sunset. <laughs> Bella Suenissimo. Bella Suenissimo, as always. <laughs> I really liked it. I think there's a lot to like about this movie, partially just because I have never heard of, at least, I'm sure there are ones out there, of another noir thriller lesbian movie, especially one 
that like has so much outright sexy eye fucking glances and like them having sex. This is like the horniest movie I've seen in a it's long time. And so I, I really horny. appreciate that. Yeah, I know for like until we hit the point of like them making the plan, I was like, is this really just going to be like a high drama, soft core porn? Like, what? Yeah, <laughs> I was really waiting for the plot to kick in. And it I took know, right? like 30, 40 minutes. <laughs> it did. It did. The first almost half of this movie is like lesbian romance-ish mostly sex and like flirting and stuff but i honestly thought it was like well done yeah and and liked everything they did oh i thought it was good too i think this is one of the things where it's like if you like thrillers you will like this movie true it's true it's a perfectly good thriller and it's also only their second film i was a little surprised by that yeah this was made by the wachowskis i thought this was their first like real film was there something yeah there was this movie called assassins oh they didn't direct it oh okay there you go there you go they yeah. wrote it okay so that makes a lot of yes. sense there are parts of this from like this feels like a first film just because like there are some sequences that just felt like they were just trying something mm-hmm. that like shot of like the phone wire <laughs> where Violet is like calling Corky and it does this like super intense like they follow the electrical connection through the phone wires <laughs> Oh, that's apartment. cute. <laughs> yeah. So that that that's that's fun. It's it's cool to see stuff like that of like we're just gonna try shit out. Yeah. There were a few like sort of experimental shots or like shots that seemed like I don't know, a little more interesting than you might necessarily see. But I, I like those too. Yeah. No, I really um, liked the shot where like in the bathroom when they were torturing that guy of like they did like an overhead shot so that you could like see everyone it was very like clinical and dollhouse it was like interesting yeah oh yeah i like that too again like something about this movie like it's just one of those movies i watch and it just kind of like washes over me like yeah no thoughts head empty (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny i i started getting that more around the thriller part because there's Mm -hmm. not as much like i don't have as many thoughts in general about movie making Mm -hmm. uh, as i do about the gay shit within movies. So like, as soon as it's like, it's a thriller and then that happens, that happens. I'm like, wow, it is a movie. I'm having fun watching movie. But I did, I like, I stopped writing stuff about halfway through, (laughs) like in my notes. Yeah, no, same. (laughs) I did really like though, this movie is so overdramatic and just like fun, especially in the very beginning. I feel like it was really fun. Like it starts with this really funny shot where you're sort of moving all over this room. It's dark and you can't really tell what's going on. And you're hearing these clips that are from later in the movie, like sound bites that are like, I feel like we're one person or something. Or like, when you're inside of me, a part of me. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, damn. Yeah. Like these echoing, teasing lines. It's so fun. I was like, I was immediately in it and having a ball. And I just have to describe like the very first scene a little bit, if that's okay. Go for it. (laughs) So Corky's in the elevator and Violet is like, hold the elevator. Thank you. And then they have the most, it's like they're immediately eye fucking. It's so funny to me. Like maybe it's just because I have no game at all, but I literally can't imagine getting into an elevator and being like, I'm going to show this person just with my eyes that we could fuck and that would be great. It's like, yeah. So it's like clutching my pearls a little bit. <laughs> Unobstructed, confident eye contact. Like, yes, hello. exactly. Just like eyeing up each other. It's very funny. And then Corky stares at Violet's legs as she leaves. It's just, it's just great. Oh my God. And we got some shots too of Corky, like in a white tank top, like with her like really good arms. (laughs) Great arms. Fantastic arms. Like with, you know, fake tattoos, but like good tattoos. Great arms. Okay. Tattoos. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) The tattoos were fine. (laughs) And like, you know, painting a ceiling, like with her arms all like strong and shit. And I just really appreciated that. I felt like that was, okay, bear with me here. I always think of that Folding Ideas video about Fifty Shades of Grey. You watched all those, right? Yeah, Yeah. the female gaze. Um, Yes. Well, yeah, almost like, I mean, yeah, the female gaze, but also just like being 
not afraid of like putting yourself in the shoes of whoever would be like attracted to that person. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the one that folding ideas, the example he uses, I honestly don't know his name. I'm realizing right now I don't know his real name. <laughs> Dan Olson. <laughs> Dan Olson. Thank you. I knew that at some point. Now and now right, it sounds familiar. right. Totally. His YouTube channel is Folding Ideas, and it's great. You should check it out. But a point he makes is that the difference between like. The first Fifty Shades of Grey movie and the subsequent ones is that the first one was directed by a woman and the other ones weren't. And he points out that, like, in the first one, there are shots that are, like, explicitly supposed to be sexually attracted to Christian Grey. I'm going to ignore how bad those movies are, okay? We're going to pretend that they're fine. (laughs) Or they're not the point. They're useful to Um, talk about. Exactly. But in the other movies, there's no, like, equivalently, like, horny for this man shot and the only equivalent is like him working out Mm -hmm. and it's just like a like a shot that men would be more comfortable with and like men could be eyeing up this guy just because his physique is great and not because they want to fuck him right and it's just like i don't know that that's what i thought about because i felt like the wachowskis did an amazing job of having this movie be like such like a gay woman gaze (laughs) and it's very funny because at the time they weren't out as like trans women so even like even like jennifer tilly like i looked up like an interview she did or like someone interviewed her she talked about how she was like why would these two men know about gay women (laughs) she was like and it turned out yeah (laughs) they weren't there you go (laughs) fucking time I know, because that was the other thing is, like, it is it it is cool to be able to watch this now from this perspective, because, like, it would be very confusing of, like, wow, I can't believe how respectful this sex scene and, like, how unvoyeuristic or, like, what's the word? It's, like, they never felt like a novelty that they were, like, women yeah. who were attracted to each other. And, like, that makes sense, because it was the Wachowski sisters, they made it, so, like... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't like Michael Bay had, like, an out-of-the-blue, like, thriller about lesbians. Yeah, exactly. It'd be like, what? Huh? <laughs> but why? <laughs> and it turned out, too, that the sex scenes were choreographed by feminist writer and sex educator Susie Bright. Oh, whoa. So, I know, right? Isn't that cool? Uh, and, like, famous lesbian Susie Bright. Um, yeah. And... Apparently, there's a scene where Corky goes into a lesbian bar. I would say gay bar, but it's clearly for lesbians, the bar. (laughs) And uh, apparently all of the people in that bar are Susie Bright's actual friends. So they are all just like actual lesbians. And the woman that Corky tries to hit on is Susie Bright. (laughs) Yo! Isn't that sick? That's so great. I was going to say, like, wow, they really nailed the casting on this. It wasn't just, like, a bunch of, like, models who... Exactly. Just, like, with, like, you stick a lip ring on, like, Anna Kendrick. It's like, that's not... No. (laughs) It's not working. No. It's not gonna... (laughs) Also, I have to say, the woman who played the bartender, like, their exchange was so fucking funny to me. Yeah. Because Corky comes in after being, like, imprisoned and, like, it's her first night out and Sue's, like... She's like, how you been, Sue? That's the bartender. And the bartender's like, like shit. Well, now that we're all caught up, (laughs) can I buy you a drink? I like that, too. It was really good. Nailed it. I would have loved to see more Sue, but I understand why why we didn't. Where is her movie? A lot more so. Right. Also, what's the name of the thing that Corky played? The like mouth mouth organ? <gasps> a jaw harp. Jaw I harp. looked that up. That was goofy. I'm so sorry. The jaw harp is stupid. <laughs> I listen, I didn't have my glasses on when I was watching this. So like that shot of her in bed and like the men's tidy whiteies in a gray tank top, <laughs> hot. I thought it was a cigarette. So when I heard the <laughs> boing, I was boing, like, boing, boing, boing. <laughs> I thought I had something playing in another tab. I was like, what? <laughs> You're like, ooh, and she's smoking. There you go. It's like, <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up. I also had to Google what it was. Thankfully, it was also in the like bound Wikipedia as I was like, the fuck is that she has and why? And it turns out it was Gina Gershon's idea. And she had been trying to get a jaw harp in one of the movies she was in for like a while and no one was into it. I was like, good. They shouldn't have been into it. They shouldn't have put it in this one either. The Wachowski sisters are like, fuck it. Sure. Why not? Fuck it. Whatever, man. Listen. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. So fucking funny. Oh my god. 
Um, this whole thing might just be me telling you why I like this movie. And I but. love that, because I honestly, I cannot emphasize how smooth my fucking brain is today. <laughs> you know, I've said so that valid. so many times, but it's true. I've just been fully in the, like, Christmas to New Year's limbo, and I thought it would, like, mm-hmm. magically lift on the first of the year. And we're, I'm still in the thick of it. Nothing feels real. It just doesn't. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So valid. I also loved, I already talked about this a little bit, but... I love that this movie is operating at a 10, literally right out of the gate. There is no (laughs) dancing around it. There is no, like, I just feel like a lot of movies, Marvel movies, are so obsessed with being, like, self-aware and edgy. And, like, it's like the idea of being earnest is cringe. Mm. That they would never dare. (laughs) They would never dare to have half of the intensity this movie leads with. Yeah. And, like, I just loved Jennifer Tilly, like, bringing coffee over to Corky from the apartment and being, like, all, like, batting eyelashes and brown lipstick and mohair crop top. Like, I thought you might like some coffee. You remind (laughs) me of my dad. And exactly. She's like, wow, I love when people can fix things. My dad was good at that. His hands were magic. Like, don't talk about your fucking dad right now, but also, like, her looking at her hands was funny. <laughs> it, it was pretty funny, but, like, wow, okay. They're <laughs> yeah. a rich text. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we won't go into that. <laughs> no, I, I agree. Like, something about the 90s, like, I feel like we saw it and set it off, too, where it's, like, there's just a lack of self-consciousness that I feel like a lot of modern movies have. Like, there's no, like winking unseriousness of like i can't believe we're doing this or even just like a, I, I think you said it really well like an earnestness to just like we're gonna make a sexy movie and it's gonna be over the top and high drama and we're gonna try and capture how yeah. it feels rather than like i don't know i feel like something in like the we're still in like the after effects of like the mid 10s i don't know there's like this weird move to like authenticity what i'm trying to say is we're living in a post girls world where it's like (laughs) having things be lame and messy and like not like the movies like is like Mm -hmm. still kind of an artistic approach that you see a lot not like a yeah we're going balls to the fucking wall we're gonna have a two minute sex scene and it's gonna be like so so fucking over the top it's gonna be great (laughs) like exactly now it's more like i just want to like eat pizza with you and like (laughs) It's like, I'm begging you guys to have personalities, please. Begging. On my hands and fucking knees. I completely agree. I feel like I really do blame this on Marvel, mostly. Mm. Like, I feel like people thought that the only two ways to make a superhero movie were, like, the 50s, like, I am Superman, I will save the town. Thank you, Superman. Mm -hmm. Or you do the Marvel thing of, like, oh my god, I guess I fucking have powers now? Holy shit, (laughs) I'm not that good at it, but, like, whoa, but I want to ask this girl out. It's just like so Yeah. It's getting so old. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I think that's exactly like it's so funny to me how clearly like art of now is such a direct response to like and what immediately followed it. Marvel was so refreshing back then because like we only had, you know, Eagle Scout Superman movies or like the Dark Knight. So we were like, oh, yeah. like it's so cool to like have a, a funny, sexy Superman or Iron Man. Yeah. You know, instead of it being like, I'm Christian Bale and I'm so fucking tormented. I'm so tormented. I was born in the darkness. <laughs> Molded by it. I never thought about how those were a reaction to what came before and now we're getting reactions to that now we're just gonna pinball back and forth till somebody dies back and back and forth if you saw the aquaman movie then you deserved what you got (laughs) have you seen it no i didn't because i don't deserve it (laughs) (laughs) i think we should watch that together i think it'd be really fun i totally would i think you will regret that so bad (laughs) i think you're right see can i okay can i be this is gonna sound really sad but it is how i feel tell me the only thing that sucks about not drinking anymore is that like watching shitty things isn't as fun yes no i know exactly what you mean (laughs) like when it's something to do while you're all like drunk and think you're a little like 10 percent funnier and like more willing to waste your time 
Watching a dumb movie is so fun, but now it's, yeah. like, harder to find movies that are a dumb fun and not just, like, this sinking, sick feeling of, like, when you think about how much money went into this, how much, like... And how horrible it is and how it's just a waste. And effort yeah, and that just wasn't worth it. Exactly. <laughs> like, I know. And neither of us have ever really enjoyed getting high all that much, so we don't yeah. even have that to go back to. Sad. Oh, my God. Wait. <laughs> What? Do you remember when we tried to watch The Suicide Squad? We were both high. Yes, I do. I remembered absolutely nothing from that movie once it was over. I remember being so confused. I'm like, I feel like that wasn't a movie. Like, yeah. What just happened? I watched it later with my parents and I was like, this is a brand new movie to me. <laughs> I was shocked that it was, like, sensical in any way. No, it was a perfectly normal, I mean, not normal, but it was a perfectly movie-ish movie. Yeah. It was very parsable. Coherent, <laughs> if you will. Coherent, exactly. <laughs> anyway, tangent. Yeah, we, we digress. Oh, I have two things. Actually, I have three things. <gasps> Tell me all the things. They're super quick. The scene where Violet drops her earring down the sink and, like, Quirky gets it. Love. Why did they try to make her like unscrewing the pipe erotic? For fun and profit. I, I, you know, you no, you're right. I'm asking the wrong questions. It's not why, it's why not. I guess what really stuck with me is it kind of made my tummy turn. Oh, really? Why? I don't know. It was just like something about like the pipes. Like it was just reminiscent of like organs to me. Like it was just like Oh, interesting. I just had a really strong visceral reaction yeah. to it. Not the movie's fault. That, that's all on me. Yeah. No, it was more like, I can hear my mom in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> now say it. It was more phallic than I was expecting. <laughs> yeah. You know? I'll say it. <laughs> I'll say it. I'll be the first to fucking I just say it. another door closed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Anyway. To be fair, phallic is the most academic way to put it. It's true. I think she's making points. <laughs> the sink looked like a dick. <laughs> I'll put it that way. If anything, to me too, honestly, all I could think of when they were doing the sink thing was how bad that water would smell. Yeah. So it was hard for me to be like, oh, hi. Uh -huh. Even though it was funny, I thought it was great, actually, that scene, because they were like, Corky was trying to unscrew the sink thing, the trap, to get the earring out. Mm -hmm. And the whole time... Violet is behind her, and all you see are like her legs, very noir. Like, do those legs go all the way up? <laughs> um, it's like it was so funny to me because it felt like a like a reference to like classic, not very good porn, where it's like, oh, well, if I yeah. can't pay you, then can I get you a drink? Right. This is literally what Violet says. Literally, she's like, let me pay you for doing this or whatever. Okay. It was, and she like steps up really close to where she is, like still crouched on the ground. And it's like, then what can I get for you instead? She doesn't say that, but it was so funny. It's really good. It's over the top. It goes for it. And I love that about it. It does. Her. What else you got? I hate 90s interior design so much it makes me crazy. Oh, no, really? The grayscale apartment is like my personal nightmare. I can't believe that was in the 90s and now it's coming back. I mean, it came uh, back and now it's going away again. Yeah, thank God. But it looked. It just looked to me like like a quote-unquote modern, ugly apartment. Because that's exactly what was in trend like five years ago. <laughs> you know? And she's right. Oh, also, I can't remember who said this. I think it was Caesar. But there's literally a line that's like, these guys are worse than cops because, talking about the mafia, uh, because they've got lots of money and no rules. I'd argue they're exactly <laughs> like the cops in that way. Boy, that sounds like the cops to me. <laughs> Maybe these guys are worse than the cops because they'll care about any case that comes by their yeah. desk. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they're worse because there's no paperwork involved. They're worse because they're not accountable. No, wait, that doesn't no, work. Still. No, that's no. <laughs> anyway. Okay. The thing that was funny to me besides the jaw harp. <laughs> God. Was when they're talking about whether or not they should try and steal from the mob. Mm -hmm. And so the problem is that they have to trust each other a lot for this robbery to work. Mm -hmm. um, so that's like the theme in general. Right. And Corky is like, stealing is like sex. <laughs> Two people get in a room and talk about it. It's like foreplay. And I was like, please stop. Oh my God. <laughs> it was just, that one was, that one hit some sort of 
aperture for me that I couldn't come back from. I was like, okay, you lost me a little bit. Like, okay, okay, we get it. Yeah, they talk about what they want and they get really wet. Jesus. Fine, okay. You didn't have to be quite that explicit movie, but fine. Whatever. Oh, also, Gina Gershon sounds like Catherine Zeta-Jones and it, like, like bothered me because I felt like I should know who Gina Gershon is that whole time, but it just sounds like Catherine Zeta-Jones. That's it. I don't think I would have noticed that. That's a good point. No? It's from, primarily know her from Sinbad. The animated movie. Oh, my God. Uh, yes. I forgot that was her. That's crazy. I know, right? God, She's so good in that. So good. Oh, my God. Also, when they're getting ready for the big heist, mm-hmm. Corky puts lock picking tools on her ears like earrings. That was so funny to me. So, <laughs> so cunty. Like. So cunty. So, unbearably so. I was like, I saw that. I'm like, oh, that that's a, Claire's going to go crazy for that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was, like, perfectly on that line of, like, honestly stupid and doesn't make any sense, yeah, but very funny. Right? <laughs> like, why would she need that to be on an earring? I feel like that'd make it more difficult. But also, who cares? We're yeah, here for the but vibes. also, cunty as hell. If, when I was 13, I would have, like, made lockpicking tools into earrings and thought I was, like, so cunt for it. She is the moment. But she is the moment. That's because I, I fucking wore zipper earrings. Literally everything of the like. It's yes. like, it's just an extension of that, I feel. Exactly. Um, Dude, fucking, like, the way safety pin earrings are back in style. <laughs> time is a flat circle. It really is. <laughs> Do you know bows are in style now? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a little too into that. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real with you. I I do like it. I also feel there's a lot of psychological an- analyzing that could go into it, but I won't. Yeah, so I'm gonna let everyone have fun. Yeah, <laughs> I know. What are we gonna like? Let's break the internet by making coquette like mainstream. Yes, I honestly <laughs> do want to shoot myself in the head when I hear the word coquette. I actually don't mind the bows trend in general, yeah. but every time someone's like. That is so Lana Del Rey coated coquette. I want to explode myself and everyone else. Literally. Also, those things are so fucking different. <laughs> yeah. And also, I thought we all hated Lana Del Rey now. Yeah. Like, her music is still fun sometimes. Right. But she sucks as a person. She wore, like, a mask with holes in it. And I feel like everyone else got amnesia about it forever. What? Same. Am I the only one who remembers that? Same. I was like, hello. Also, remember her, like, insane letter, like, about how sick she was of, like, Ariana Grande and Beyonce being famous and her not being as liked as them (laughs) yes i forgot about that there's a lot to unpack there (laughs) hello and then it's like not even two years later and everyone has completely forgotten about that dude the tens are coming back oh no i'm seeing whispers of it in k-pop like the y2k is starting to wane after four years <laughs> but only four only years four too. years but like there is one music video that i really liked it was ives either way and it was so indie sleaze <gasps> i do like indie sleaze it was really good i was I like, like i haven't been so tempted to like buy combat boots and wear a dress with a plaid in a long time <laughs> But we're coming back, baby. I have to resist. You don't. Go for it. I have these boots that would look so good with skinny jeans and, like, cannot be worn. Like, they're too tall and, like, wide to be worn with, like, wide leg pants. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just waiting for the day that skinny jeans come back because I do know it's going to happen. But it's not yet. I'm sorry, millennials. It's not yet. Not yet. Sorry, queen. You're going to have to wait. (laughs) But it would also look really good with tights and a skirt, I bet. It's true. I just, like, know I've seen maybe one person in my whole building at work wear a skirt, and I'm not the kind of person who can lead that, Yeah, not not a work outfit. I don't know how anyone wears a skirt to work. Like, whenever I wear a skirt to a job, I feel like, what am I doing? Like, this is a a going out, I'm carefree look. This Can you hear my dog coughing, be honest? I can't. (laughs) I know, but un- unfortunately, I don't go anywhere except work currently. Same. So, like, if I'm going to wear an outfit, it's going to be there. <laughs> and, the- and only there. <laughs> and only there. Uh, I saw a very fun Entertainment Weekly article interviewing Jennifer Tilly and Gina Gershon mm-hmm. um, about this, you know, like five years ago or something crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, cool. Let's re- have them rewatch and then interview about them. interview them about it and apparently one studio offered the wachowskis a lot more money to make this movie if they made corky a man oh my god literally what would be the point saving face producers is that you is that you hello (laughs) i know exactly it's not the same thing it's i'm not saying this is the same as racism it's true it's true (laughs) but it's it's again like okay i love this interesting unique 
movie idea. Yeah. If you make it 80% more boring, mm-hmm. then we will make it. Yeah. As long as you make it like 80 other movies that have already been made. Why would we do that? Why all the time with this? And they had a lot of trouble casting this movie. Oh, really? Because... Oh, uh, I bet, uh, actually. Right? Because yeah. a lot of actresses didn't want to or were discouraged from playing lesbians. Yeah. And in fact, Gina Gershon said her agents literally told her, we will not let you do this movie. They thought she was ruining her career. Oh, my And she God. left her agents over it. Good for you, Gina yes. Gershon. Yes. <laughs> yes. She said she wanted to be the hero and not just the girl. So she got to be like the hero in this, Aww. which I think is so fun. That's so sweet. I know, right? Yeah, I forgot about how like that used to be a thing where it's like actors in general just like didn't want to play gay because they were worried that they'd end up being typecast. Yeah. So weird. Which like, what? It's very strange. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe that was like a warning that had meaning, but like it shouldn't have. Yeah. No, just like it's too bad. Hollywood sucks. What a terrible place. Yeah. <laughs> That place blows. Oh, and this this really made me laugh from the Entertainment Weekly article. Mm-hmm. The article is called Jennifer Tilly and Gina Gershon Revisit Their Lesbian Neo-Noir Bound, if anyone would like to look it up. I'll put it in the show notes. Hell yeah. So Gina Gershon worked with Susie Bright for basically how to be a lesbian <laughs> in this movie, which really is funny. I can't. I have to take my lesbian classes at night. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Maybe next weekend. <laughs> And she says, Gina Gershon says, we, Gina Gershon and Susie Bright, were going to go cruising around San Francisco. And then when I got there, she couldn't do it. So she pointed me in the right direction to go to certain bars on my own. (laughs) I just went out and felt the vibe and met people. I actually had a really fun night. I'm definitely not talking about what happened. Just that I felt a lot more confident by the time I got back to L.A. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so funny. And then Jennifer Tilly said she'd come in and she'd be like, "Uh, you know, we need to come up with a new pickup line. I tried that pickup line on some chick last night. It did not work. (laughs) (laughs) Extremely funny. That's hilarious. I have to go flirt with women for research. It's my job. Exactly. Yeah. It's my fucking job. I take it very seriously. It's hard fucking work, but someone has to do it. (laughs) And it is hard fucking work. (laughs) Sorry. And it is. Hold on. There was another funny thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Gina... Gina Gershon at some point in the interview, it's like unrelated to what she said before, so I'm just cutting it out. Mm-hmm. She's like, look at your body to Jennifer Tilly. Honestly, whenever I wasn't sure what I was doing, I would just stare at your chest. <laughs> Jennifer <laughs> Tilly said, method actor. <laughs> so funny. That's hilarious. Very funny. Also, apparently the Wachowskis had to get a special camera that cost an extra $10,000 to get an extreme close-up of their lips when they were going to kiss. Stop. That's hysterical to me. That was a good Commitment. shot, though. It was really good, yeah. yeah. We love. Very funny They me. did it for the girls love. and the gays. They did. I admire them for it. <laughs> oh, my God. Violet's costume design. <gasps> I love it. Her dresses were, like, such a good, like, classic cut without being like over the top or like ridiculous Mm -hmm. like they're just so beautiful like ugh I loved it so much I would have worn literally everything that both of these main characters wore in this movie because it was all black everything they wore so (laughs) it's basically what I already do right you just need like 10% more leather jackets and then you'll be set you would be shocked and appalled about the number of leather jackets I have most of them fake that I just am too scared to wear so we're already there (laughs) Other jackets are so scary. They are. I've never even bought one because I just know my limits. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard out here. If I like lived in New York, I like to think I would dress more interesting. Mm. But literally everyone in the entirety of the state of Washington. Oh my God. Dresses in like leggings and sneakers and, you know, jeans and t-shirts every day. Every day. And since I also like to do that quite a bit, I appreciate that. But they look at you like you're an alien. If you put any amount of effort into an outfit, and I'm tired of it. It's it's the worst, actually. Yeah, it is. No, it is true. When I lived in New York, I did dress cuter, but you are, like, limited by how practical you are <laughs> just because that, that does make sense walk everywhere and are always subjected to the weather so it's like i just ended up always choosing comfort over cunt <laughs> yeah <laughs> the two c words you have to pick between <laughs> comfort over cunt it's, it's fashion is a scale between comfort and cunt 
so true. <laughs> I know that is the only upside of like, you know, my job that I drive to and sit for 90% mm-hmm. of the day is mm-hmm. every once in a while I've chosen truly ridiculous shoes, not even ridiculous looking shoes. Like they just look like black combat boot type things. And then for some reason, no reason at all. They're the most uncomfortable things in the world. And it's just like fine. So I just like don't have to walk anywhere. Doesn't matter. God, God. Yeah. That's why office God. people love ballet flats because they don't have to walk in them. True. Very true. So this movie didn't make any fucking money at all. Really? I guess that's not yeah. too surprising. I know, right? A little niche. But it is surprising that three years later they made the biggest fucking movie ever. True. <laughs> Very true. They were like, okay, we had a lot of fun with this gay noir movie. Yes. Now we're going to make one of the biggest, most memed on, most quoted, most well-known movies of all time, The Matrix. Yeah. And they did. And they did. And it really was like a cultural reset. It really was. And you still see the worst person you ever met in your life quoting it on a daily basis, talking about QAnon or something. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. The things that like have happened because we have red pill in our vernacular. It makes me question, not seriously, but a little bit, if it was worth it. <laughs> But it is funny to me how, like, at the end of the day, they are talking about, like, hormone pills. Like, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, like, that is sick. I mean, God, it was so worth it. It's just a shame that everyone's too stupid to, like, <laughs> look past it at all. They're like, take the red pill. Take the red pill. And then mm. you'll see that, I don't know, chemo doesn't work or something truly Stop. horrendous. It's like, oh, my God, you all are the worst ever. I can't, I can't. Can you try it. not using this meme for the most harmful thing imaginable like, actually i'd appreciate I'm, it i'm begging you but they didn't make any money they didn't make any money they they made this movie for like they had a budget of like six million and it made seven million in the box office still a profit profit hey. <laughs> when you split that 500 ways <laughs> how far does it go who knows who knows but <laughs> yay. i don't know i actually don't know how many people were on this movie i did get the feeling it was like relatively small yeah. They almost got slapped with NC-17. Come on. Because, of course, they did. Of course. And they talked about how the rating board, this is from the same Entertainment Weekly article, Mm -hmm. Uh, Jennifer Tilly is like, the rating board said, it looks like they're really doing it. And the Wachowskis go, let me get this straight. If the girls weren't such good actresses, you wouldn't have a problem. (laughs) They were embarrassed, and they said, yes. (laughs) This is all according to Jennifer Tilly, but... (laughs) Very funny. That's hilarious. And the Wachowskis, kudos to them, were like, that's just homophobia, plain and simple. Like, Good for them. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Damn. Worthy of note, but... The 90s were crazy. They really were. (laughs) They were like, if you have, like, a woman's hand, like, gesturing down towards something, then that's NC-17. But you can have a guy, like, basically jerk off directly into the camera. (laughs) And that's, like, PG-13. God, and he's so good. What a great actor. We should get him an Oscar (laughs) now. Where is this fucking Oscar? (laughs) Uh, I like this movie, though. I really recommend anyone who likes thrillers or just is desperate for gay movies to go watch it. I think it's a perfectly amazing addition to the canon. Seriously. We love a thriller. We do. I mean, I do. Haley, maybe not so much, but... (laughs) But That's it's okay because okay. this is revenge for all the other shit you make. I was gonna say, <laughs> small price to pay for the amount of quiet fucking indies I've made you watch. It's true, and to your credit, there are like maybe nine to one of those. There's like it seems like no shortage of quiet indie gay movies, yeah, and a serious shortage of this. Right? <laughs> I know. Come on, let's get a little bit more of this that isn't like Charlie's Angels or something. Yeah, exactly. Although all of. All love and respect. Yeah, I never actually watched it. It just looked kind of obnoxious. So that's just me. Oh, Charlie's Angels? Yeah. Actually, no, I'm not sure I have either. For some reason, when you said Charlie's Angels, I pictured Debs. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, First of all, I not would like you never. To, to, to shit on Debs, yeah. <laughs> my queen, my light, my love. Yes. We have to watch it. I'm not sure I have either. I... I think we should. I'm still just not excited about it. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, then we don't have to. It did we make the rules. It get like the worst pop crossover I can think of in recent history. What was that? It was like I'm no angel with like Miley Cyrus, Lana Del Rey, and Ariana Grande. I think. 
That sounds really bad. It was just like the most, it was just like, it's one of those things where it's like they expected it to go really hard and then it was just like such a, like nothing song. (laughs) No, that's always so sad when that happens. Sometimes you put your whole pussy into something. It just doesn't work anyway. It just doesn't work out for you. (laughs) Sad. Modern tragedy. (laughs) I I don't know if we can watch Charlie's Angels anytime soon because I still need like a Kristen Stewart break after happiest season. (laughs) I need... She's not in Charlie's Angels. Yeah, she is. Kristen Stewart? Yeah. Are you insane? Is she really? Yeah. I think she plays the gay one that makes that movie gay. Oh, you're you're talking about the remake. Yeah, 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 yeah. The 2019 remake. I was talking about the original. Okay. I totally forgot they had a remake. I was like, she would have been 15. (laughs) (laughs) She was a child. She's a child. No, no, no. It was it was a remake. Ooh, it looks so bad. Actually, the 2019 one. Real bad. So bad. All love and light, though. After the happiest season thing, like, literally days later, I was sitting down to finally watch Station Eleven. Oh, yeah? Have you heard anything about that? Did you read the book? Oh, I watched it. Oh, you watched it? I watched all of Station Eleven. I never read the book, though. Yeah. Okay, the book is great. You should check out the book. But I... I probably won't, but I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) Nice try. Anyway. Yeah. Um... The fucking lead woman in that is Harper from Happiest Season. Yeah. I had no idea. She was the Terminator, too, in the most recent Terminator. You're fucking kidding me. I know, right? (sighs) I know, right? I was, like, sitting down and, like, watching. It was, like, the, the, like, just tail end of, like, episode one. And I was like, is that? No. Who is that? It can't be. It can't be. You're fucking kidding me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's good in that she was good yeah yeah i i don't know sorry it's no she was no she one was. else was was no one else. okay no. <laughs> i just i have different issues i loved the book so it's like part of it is just like mm-hmm. it's hard when you write about artists and then make an adaptation because then it's like in the book they're always going to be a lot better because they don't have to actually yeah. perform and I just had a lot of issues with the way that they were doing Shakespeare. Oh, I bet. It was like, yeah. honestly, like, I would rather you rip my fucking eyeballs out than, like, put that many pauses in a Hamlet speech. <laughs> this is where the the curse of being a, a person who knows anything about theater comes in. Because yeah. I know literally less than nothing about Shakespeare. And so I was, like, along for the ride. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, if you're a traveling Shakespeare troupe, why would your performance not give a shit about the meter? Like, his whole fucking thing was iambic pentameter. And they're just like, I'm going to say this part of the line. And then I'm going to think really hard about how I'm going to try not to cry. And then I'm going to say the next part of the line. (laughs) That's a good point, actually. (laughs) For one thing, maybe nothing less interesting in the world than when a play has too many pauses in between words. Oh, my God. Uh, I'd rather die. But, you know, go off, I guess. No, don't go off. Get off the stage, actually. Don't go off. Get off. Go off, please. Go Go away and off. I really quick though, yeah. I never stopped thinking about this thing from the first episode of Station Eleven mm-hmm. where they're like showing the theater and how it's like twenty years later or something, like covered in moss, mm-hmm. very the last of us, mm-hmm. like all like apocalyptic and shit. And it's like ancient as hell, totally overtaken by nature. And then it flash cuts to you know, back when people were in it and it was like new and whatever. Yeah. And you know, because you read the synopsis, that this is about a pandemic. Right. And you hear one person in the theater cough. Whoa. <laughs> That's really when sick. I think about that almost every time I'm in a theater now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and it's a little too bad, but so good. Oh, my God. That's really good. I watched it. With my mom uh, when it first came out, mm-hmm. Station Eleven did, and we were both like, <laughs> <laughs> and that happened like, oh god. I know because also like talk about like the act, like cosmic timing of that like show coming out right after the actual pandemic. I know exactly, and then fucking The Last of Us Two came out right then too. It's like, what is with all the pandemic stuff that happened to be in the works right now? Like. <laughs> The yeah, just insane. The world is a f- funny place, and they're all really fascinating. Are you okay? <laughs> my dog is sniffing up a storm on my lap, so she keeps like oh, no. kind of like sinking into my lap in a way that makes her cough. <laughs> oh my god, is that Twiggy? Shut the fuck up! 
I love that joke. It makes me like die laughing every time you say it, but I do get like genuinely a little mad at you for like the point first, <laughs> first like point two seconds. <laughs> no, like please keep doing it because it's funny every okay. time. <laughs> I do love it, and it's it's only referencing like weeks ago when Haley was like look at this like sweatshirt I got my dog isn't it kind of giving twiggy and like you were like joking you weren't like honestly like doesn't this sweatshirt make my fucking dog look like twiggy but I was like totally what fucking like what an asshole thing to say I'm like no it's like twiggy my dog is like yeah. twiggy <laughs> no because you were like it's the turtleneck it's like giving twiggy somehow but I also just like don't have like a picture in my head for twiggy all that much so <laughs> so I was like totally I don't know what you're talking about and now I can't stop every time Ailey shows me her dog I'm like is that twiggy <laughs> and I can see you forgetting about it Every time you show me your dog's like you not being able to hold back. <laughs> it's like the oh best God, joke. Stomach hurts. You're so funny. <laughs> Thank you. Genuinely. Let me know if it ever does genuinely get annoying. And then I'll only do it like two more times and then I'll stop. <laughs> it's really the perfect example of like the people who love and cherish you the most are like, will never forget that you're the dumbest bitch alive. <laughs> Cursed with profane knowledge of the dumbest thing both of us have ever said. <laughs> so funny. Ooh. Oh my god. Oh lord. Well, that's all I have to say about Bound. And what and what a movie it was. I'm glad. It sure was a movie. I'm glad we finally watched this historic gay film. Yes, me too. Another classic for the archives. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.